Hello and welcome to Fixing the Optical Problem, where we are trying to not contribute to the optical problem. I'm Zach Kastner. Uh, oh, I'm already forgetting who I am. Coming back from a little bit of sickness here, everyone, I apologize. Uh, I'm Zach Kastner, ABOAC, owner of Shorewood Opticians in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and your resident, not only sloptician, but um, forgetful person. Joined as ever by Matthew Smith, or otherwise known as that classes guy. Matt, I hope you're doing better today than I am. Um, more sporadic, more all over the place, but I, <laughs> I'm healthy. I'm not fighting a cold. I'm here at 100%. So we're going to have some fun. You're going to have to lead the charge today, buddy. I'm uh, about halfway through my first pot of coffee, and I know I'm going to need a whole second pot after this is done. So oh, I'm already several coffee pots deep um all right well so this week we're going to talk and touch on a new topic or at least expand on some of the past stuff we've talked about today we're going to dive into overall frame issues we see or at least maybe not frames themselves but overall fitting issues we see both by opticians or by customers clients making poor choices and us not being able to rein them in <laughs> we can have fun with that from both ends. Yes, uh, yes, we can. Yeah, so the overall fit is extremely important when it comes to glasses. And I say this just from all aspects of it, whether I'm talking about lens design or the actual final fit and adjustment of the frames. If the frame isn't a good fit, it doesn't matter how well everything else is done. None of it matters. You can see great, but if they're not comfortable, you're still going to end up throwing them in your drawer. Nobody cares. If they're super comfortable and you can't see shit, nobody cares. You're going to throw them in a drawer. You're not going to come back and see us and complain. Nobody ever does. Some people do. Some people do. But the vast majority, if you don't get everything good from the beginning, you will never get that chance to make it right. Especially like us, where we don't have that doctor exam where they're coming back next year and saying, Hey, doc, last year I got these glasses here and everything sucked here's all the things that sucked what what can we do we don't get that opportunity we have to be better from the very beginning yes we do and actually i'm going to disagree with you for a second matt okay. when you, oh yeah i know right you said that it doesn't matter how you know how good the vision is if the fit's bad they're not going to wear it uh i'm going to argue that if the fit is bad the vision's not going to be good because it could be sitting in the wrong spot. They could be riding high. They could be sliding down constantly, things like that. Or, you know, if the, excuse me, if the bridge is too wide or their nose is, is more petite, you know, it's sometimes easier for things to, to ride and to rock back and forth or nose pads are out of alignment. Again, things are, you know, a little crooked. Now your progressive is off axis. There's a lot that goes into this that you got to get it right the first time. You got to get it right right out of the gate and i'm just gonna go and interrupt for a half a second there i hate flexi frames for that by the way especially as you get into high powers because it doesn't matter what you do they're just going to sit where the fuck they want to sit <laughs> every time they put it on it sits in a different spot yes yep yes we like nice rigid acetate i prefer japanese if i have a choice as i'm wearing italian today but yes <laughs> Yeah, or or the very nice uh, 2A, 4A gray Japanese titanium. Just going to throw those out there. Always beautiful and lovely. Hey, whatever, T. Henry. 
Not all of us are that fortunate. <laughs> I only get to touch them. I don't wear them. True. You've got one, not in titanium, but you've got a plastic. True. True. Anyways, so when we're talking about frame fit, too big, too small, um, one of the big things that can happen, especially if the frame is too big, because we're seeing that trend for whatever reason, the 1980s uh, granny glasses are coming back. These big old oversized frames on these really petite people uh, is decentration. And decentration is such a huge issue uh, that we don't talk about enough because many people don't edge in office. So they don't even necessarily think about it right off the bat. But decentration is when the optical center from your pupils, right, is different than the frame PD or the frame's geometric center. And the bigger that decentration, typically the heavier the glasses are because we have to use more lens material uh, and the thicker those lenses. Uh, it can also cause eye strain if it's not done properly. You know, you can get a little bit of prism induced, things like that. So, you know, trying to find a frame with little to no decentration is almost always going to make the client happier and give them better vision. Matt's silently nodding. He agrees with what I'm saying. That's good. <laughs> so Matt, what, is, what are some things that we can do to make sure that our clients, our customers, and opticians around the country who listen to us, which is a scary thought, can make sure that they are choosing, I know, can make sure that they're choosing the right frame from the get-go? Well, I'm going to start off and say not everybody's like me and just looks at a face and goes, yeah, this is the distance between the pupils. We need to be somewhere in this area. <laughs> you know what? But, yeah. I think some of that comes with experience, right? We, uh, I can look at someone and just within two or three frames putting on, you know, you get the feel for what's going to be about right. Yeah, um, absolutely. So if you're not that person, you don't have the years of experience, I'll tell you the very first damn thing you can do, take out the pupilometer, get the pupillary distance, and until you get that built into your stole and already just kind of know where the frame PD, the PD is going to work out to minimize that decentration, just physically do it. It's only going to take an extra second. You're going to take the measurement either way. So get it out of the way at the get-go. Just write it down, make a note, go through. Okay, this frame's like six millimeters decentration. Probably not great. This one's like two. That's nice. Oh, this one's one. We never get a one. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm, uh, I'm feeling a little self-conscious right now because I think these have about four millimeters of decentration when I made them. But I have a fairly light prescription. I'm single vision. I'm breaking the rules that I set for uh, everyone else. If you were a plus six, you would be in tears with that. But mm. you're not. You are 100% correct, but I'm not. I'm about a minus 175, minus two. Me too. Golden prescription. Yep. Oh, it's wonderful. It is absolutely wonderful. We have just enough room to play. A little extra quarter here and there doesn't kill anybody. But, you know, we, we've got room to wiggle with. And that's, <laughs> we don't want to get too far into that yet because. <laughs> Let's not break the wiggle room stuff out. Yes. Today. Yeah. So lens design comes into play with that, of course, because our newer modern freeform lens designs, which we have mentioned before, uh, most everyone has access to these today. I don't think you're going to find too many places that aren't using some variation of at least a compensated lens, even if it's not fully modernized. Uh, but what that helps with is even in some of these larger decentration frames, which 
Thank goodness we have that this time around for these huge styles. It definitely did not have that back in the day in the uh, 50s, 60s, and 70s when some of these huge asymmetric oversize were just being created and that was what you had. Uh, but the point I want to get into there is freeform compensation can make things a little bit better in the larger lens sizes and bigger decentration, but you don't want to rely on that to be your kind of crutch. If you optimize everything on the front end for the fit, and then throw in the freeform technology to really optimize that decentration in the area, you know, kind of off central gaze angle, it all makes a beautiful experience, right? It's not just this, oh, we're just kind of trying to cover it and make it work. It was already going to be good. Now we're stepping it up. Absolutely. And the further off gaze you look, you know, in those really big frames, right, the mm -hmm. more oblique astigmatism you get, the more errors that show up in a lens. And just, you can even get that kind of fishbowl-y feeling. There's a lot that happens when we do, when we sell, when we fit poorly fitting frames. So absolutely agree with all of that that you just threw out there. Um, I want to see if there's anything else I want to throw in if we're going to keep it kind of short today. Yeah. Anything I, else off the top of the head that that you've got? Otherwise... You know, right off, I think that's pretty good. We kind of, we talked about overall the alignment of the frames being centered well, uh, just kind of the overall fit basics of just not being hugely big or hugely small. And we didn't get an adjustment, uh, adjustment of frames too, too much, but I think that's a whole separate video. So that's not today's. I agree. The only thing that I want to add in that, as I'm looking through my notes here, making sure that I'm touching everything, uh, is Matthew anyways is making sure that we're choosing the right frame also for the task the glasses are being used for not everyone is just buying their everyday pair of glasses you know single vision distance or you know your your, your basic progressive some people are using them for computer wear some people are using them as readers some people are using them as glasses for flying there, there's all kinds of stuff that we're doing with them so all stuff that we need to make sure that we're paying attention to yeah, absolutely. And I'd argue the style should be influenced by the task to some degree as well, because, you know, you got to have fun with it, right? You're a pilot, you don't have a pair of aviators sitting somewhere, or even are you? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think we've done kind of a really good job here covering the basics of the topics and you know, what the overall expectations should be there. You know, it, if everything is working well, it should work well. You know, it's, if you get something that's not, come in, let the optician know, because nobody's going to learn from that, whether it's somebody that's just started in the field or you've just started wearing glasses. Everybody benefits from being like, hey, something's kind of off here. How how can we make this better? Or is this just kind of how it is? Uh, I love Absolutely. that conversation. So. Yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. You hit it right on the head, Matthew. Thank you for carrying this uh, this episode and providing so much good information. I was kind of a passenger today, and and that's okay. Yeah, you, you get to hand off the reins once in a while, right? <laughs> Every so often. All right, thank you everyone again for joining us on fixing the optical problem. I'm Zach Kastner. Again, get in touch with me via LinkedIn. Matt, we can get in touch with you via your website, uh, thatglassesguy.net, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, uh, otherwise, there's a Discord channel that Matthew runs and that I'm a part of. 
that we'll put in a link down below. It's been in the last couple of videos as well. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a great day.